The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome to America's Web Radio. This is Ron Bachman, and you're listening to Healthcare Insight. For regular listeners to this uh, program, you know that we don't just talk about healthcare in terms of health insurance or uh, doctors or hospitals, those sorts of things. We talk about the health care of the United States, domestic policy, foreign policy, all sorts of things that are happening in this country. And right now we are a week before the 2022 election. And while it seems that the Republicans have a clear shot uh, of winning the House of Representatives, the closer election is around the U.S. Senate. And U.S. Senate involves about four major states that will wrest control of the Senate from the Democrats if the Republicans can be successful in states like Georgia and Pennsylvania and Nevada and Arizona, Wisconsin, and a couple of other key states. And it looks at the moment, it looks at the moment, knock on wood, that the Republicans are going to be able to carry that off. The movement is towards Republicans, but the race is still close, and it can go either way. Today, I want to talk about the most critical race, as I see it, and that's the state of Georgia. The state of Georgia has always been a conservative, Republican, right-leaning state, a red state, if you will. But today, the state is represented in the Senate by two Democrats, John Ossoff and the Democratic election right now is about a contest between Herschel Walker and Senator Warnick. And Herschel Walker is a great candidate. Most people have underestimated him. I've known him for a long time. Quite honestly, uh, when he was a football player at the University of Georgia, uh, I was attending school uh, many years before that at Georgia Tech. And I just saw him as one of the most powerful, most athletic individuals I've ever seen, the way he would just run over people. Well, today he's running over uh, Senator Warnick in ways that nobody anticipated, just like they didn't anticipate the kind of power and capabilities that he had as he was a running back at the University of Georgia. He helped them get a national title in 1980. He helped them um, in the games that they played by just basically running over people with pure power. And he won the Heisman Trophy for that, a very rare feat in the state of Georgia, although there have been some past winners at the University of Georgia and Georgia Tech. But he was an enormously impressive athlete. And he can be an enormously impressive representative in the Senate for the state of Georgia. He likes to say he's not a typical politician, and he's not. What I want to do today is I want to give an outline, a presentation, a commentary on his standard stump speech. Many of you out there may be listening to this program have never been able to be at a rally at one of his so-called stump speeches where he goes through his life story and shows his personality. And I want to highlight that today because it is so critical for anybody listening to this program who maybe has not made up that their mind on this, to don't take all those fancy, glossy um, uh, TV ads that you see for Senator Warnick. 
Uh, they're all produced in Hollywood. Most of his campaign contributions are coming from out of state, mostly California, as I understand it. And so I want to talk about Herschel Walker today. He is going to drive the media crazy once he's elected in Congress because he's a conservative black candidate who actually is very articulate. Now, he grew up with a stutter. He grew up, uh, as you'll hear in his own presentation, with all sorts of problems and issues. And the media has highlighted those as opposed to his ability to overcome those. He's a very strong Christian. And I want to start uh, this discussion with him describing out of his, again, his sort of stump speech, what is typical and comes through, I think, very honest and sincere about his faith. So, Senator Walker, tell us um, about why you use your faith on your campaign trail. You know, uh, before any speech I ever make, I always acknowledge my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because he said, if you don't acknowledge him, he's not going to acknowledge you. Well, Herschel, many people have said you're not really prepared to be a senator in the United States to represent Georgia. Tell us more about your background and why you think you're prepared uh, to take this role and represent the state of Georgia. Tell us a little bit more about your background. And I'm going to tell you all a little story here, and you're going to see why the Lord prepared me for a moment like this. Glory to God. Because I said, we got a good God here. Yes. Because I tell everyone, you know, I was born in Wrightsville, Georgia. Yes. And if you got one year to live, move to Wrightsville. That year's forever. <laughs> same old, same old. <laughs> and I was one of those kids that wasn't supposed to make it. Because I was one of those kids that my mom told me I was big bone. Yeah. Meant I was fat. <laughs> and I used to have a stuttering problem where I couldn't put a sentence together. So for four years of my life, I never went out for a recess. For four years of my life, I never spoke in a classroom. I used to get beat up all the time, get called names. So I would sit and be scared of everything. But because God was molding me at that time, yes. getting me ready. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he got me a scholarship to go to the University of Georgia. Amen. Yeah. And I got to the University of Georgia and I got a chance to uh, win a Heisman Trophy. This little black kid. I don't know if y'all knew I was black, but I this little black kid <laughs> from Wrightsville, Georgia got a chance to win a Heisman Trophy. Yeah. And then this little kid from Wrightsville, Georgia, this little town no one ever heard of, get a chance to play 15 years of pro football. Can y'all believe that? And God was just molding me. He was just molding me. And then this little kid from Riceville, Georgia, get a chance to be on the 1992 Olympic bobsled team. Can y'all believe that? There's no snow in Georgia, but I make the team. And this little kid at 220 pounds get to run with some of the fastest guys in the world and beat some of them. Can you believe it? But then this was happening now. God knew that he had to get me ready for this here. He had to get me ready. So he was molding me. Well, Herschel, those are your glory days where people most know you from those days as you're running back at the University of Georgia and then your NFL career. And you also went to the, um, I guess it was the, uh, the A- American Football League and uh, played a number of years there before going to Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings. So people know you from that, and you're saying the Lord prepared you to be able to go through fights, to battle your way through, to get what 
you think uh, you can best do to serve other people and to highlight uh, your own experiences and careers in this current situation of running for the Senate. But you've been very open and honest about problems that were generated after that, uh, mental health problems. So tell us about that part, because you've not tried to keep your background and problems uh, hidden. You've shown how you have faced them head on and survived them and recovered from them. So tell us a little bit about those troubled years that you had. But you had to break me for a minute. Because all of a sudden, this kid had never drank before in my life, never tasted beer, never had any drugs in my system, never even take medicine. They told me I had a mental problem. I'm like, mental problem? How in the world hurts work to have a mental problem? I'm talking about my seventh, third person, but I know that. <laughs> so I found out there was something wrong. And I learned from my parents, when there was something wrong, you got to get it taken care of. So I go to this hospital. And I'm sitting in this hospital thinking, whoa, these people are crazy. All these people are crazy, and I'm Herschel. I'm not like them. And then I realized that we all fall short of the glory of God. So what happened to us, sometimes God got to break you to build you back. He had to break me to build me back because he had to get me ready. He had to get me ready because he said, you're going to have to face a wolf in sheep clothing. You're going to have to face that wolf in sheep clothing. I know who it was. So you feel that the Lord was preparing you for this moment to face somebody who wasn't always telling the truth, politicians that were pulling the wool over people's eyes. And I know you've got a story that kind of exemplifies your belief around that kind of political gamesmanship that goes on. Why don't you tell us that story? This is a story I've been telling for a while. It's about this man that died early in life. He died early in life. And as he got to heaven, St. Peter met him at the pearly gates. And St. Peter said, sir, you're here a little bit early right now. He said, your name ain't on the road. He said, but you're the only one in history that's going to get an opportunity to decide where you want to go. He said, I'm going to take you to heaven and I'm going to take you to hell. And you get to determine where you want to be. So he puts him in this elevator and he takes him all the way down to hell. And the doors open up. And there's a party going on. He sees some of his friends down there, he's having a good time. And all of a sudden, a couple of hours, St. Peter came to him and said, you ready to go? You ready to go? And the guy said, I got to leave now? I said, yes, you got to leave. You got an important decision to make. So he put him in this elevator, takes him all the way up to heaven. They get to heaven and there's people floating around on clouds, having a good time. And all of a sudden, St. Peter came to him and said, have you made your mind up? Have you made your mind up? And the guy said, well, St. Pete. I hate to tell you this. I want to go to hell. That team seemed like my type of place. I want to go to hell. St. Peter said, you sure? He said, yeah. He puts him in his elevator, sends him all the way back down to hell. The doors open up now. It's hot. Yeah. People miserable. People crying. And the guy goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. A couple of hours ago when I was here, there was a party going on. And Satan shows up and said, a couple of hours ago, I was campaigning. Well, Herschel, you certainly have shown people that you can give a speech, you can explain your background, you can tell people that the flaws that you've had, you've been very open, but you also can tell a story, you can uh, joke around with people, you can relate, you can connect to people with your presentation. So for somebody who was characterized as not being able to talk because of your early youth uh, stuttering that you had, you've made a great presentation on the uh, campaign uh, stump, and you also did a great job 
on the um, debate the other night. So tell us a little bit more, since you have this new perspective about politicians and how they can lie uh, during a, um, a campaign, and then they totally change once they're elected in office and you tend to forget them as citizens, uh, and they're kind of working behind your back. Tell us a little bit about being very direct and honest about how you perceive your opponent. He's not just a cheat. I say he's a Marxist. Right. When you want to abolish the police, yeah. he's called them names, bullies and thugs. But then he said, up on the podium, he said on the podium, no, I didn't. Right. No, I support them. No, he don't. Right. That's the reason the morale is down. Recruitment is down. Yeah. That's the reason crime is in the street. Y'all seen the crime. Yeah. But yet they're trying to fool you like this is a new normal. This is not the new normal. This is not the way people are supposed to act. But the Senator Warnock, that's what he thinks, that he can release prisoners out of jail. No cash bail. Not holding people responsible. He's a preacher. He's a minister. He should know better. This election in Georgia for Senator is so critical. I wanted everybody on this program to listen, all the audience to listen to the words of this man who's been through highs and lows and wants to serve the state of Georgia. He is a he is a son of Georgia and he will bring good judgment to the position of senator, much more so than Warnick does. So I want you to listen to this in detail. If you've heard it before, there's more in it maybe that you didn't pick up the first time. If you've never heard it before, I want you to know this man because he is somebody who would make a great senator. So let's take a quick break. I want to come back and I want to detail a little bit more of your understanding about Herschel Walker and his potential to be senator from the state of Georgia. Hey, folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the second segment of America's Web Radio. Today we are profiling Herschel Walker, who is running for the Senate seat for the state of Georgia. He is a son of Georgia. He has had very high highs in his life, Heisman Trophy winner, national football championship at the University of Georgia, and he's had some pretty low lows where he suffered from mental illness. He faced it. He's very open about what he did. He went into a hospital. He faced it directly. That's the way he was brought up. You got a problem, you face it, and you overcome it. And he has done that. People have characterized him in the media, on TV ads from his opponent, uh, Warnick, that he still has these problems, that he can't talk, he can't articulate, he can't speak, and that's a characterization of his early youth when uh, he stuttered a lot, when he was quiet because he really didn't feel comfortable in his own skin until he became a football hero in the state and he gained that confidence 
uh, to take that career and become a businessman after his football years, a successful businessman. So I want to talk a little bit further and profile um, uh, Herschel Walker. But I want to go back to what we did at the end of the last segment and talk about his opponent for a second, characterize the issues of crime in particular, because crime in Atlanta, Georgia, and crime around the state in terms of people being responsible for their own actions, for the opioid crisis that's reaching out not just to our major cities like Atlanta and Macon and Augusta, but it's reaching out into the rural areas, and our kids are dying from this to a large degree because we don't have a border uh, control, and we're getting drugs coming in from China through Mexico that's affecting the lives of our children. So let me go back and ask Herschel to describe the issues that he's concerned that his opponent is not being completely open and honest about in terms of crime. But he don't think anyone should be held to responsibility. He think they should go free. He's making us prisoners in our own home. So that's the reason the Lord had prepared me. Because I said he's a one-trick pony. He's still saying the same thing. He was saying we were trying to get elected in the first term. And in two years, you see where we're at. And now he's asking for six more. A six more, we can't take it. Amen. We can't take it. You know, Herschel, the Democratic Party across the country has been running on the abortion issue after the Supreme Court uh, got rid of Roe v. Wade and passed those decisions on to each individual state to determine how they would allow or disallow or set up rules for when abortions can happen or not. So what happened in your debate? Tell us a little bit about that, because that's such a hot topic. And I know your Christian faith drives you very strongly on a personal opinion about abortion. Tell us um, that exchange you had during your debate. When you start talking about you can kill a baby, he's a minister. Go ahead. Hey, I'm like, wait a minute. If he can't keep the oath all old heavenly father, how can he keep the oath for you? Because in the Ten Commandments, it says thou shalt not kill. And not only that, he said you can, a woman can kill a baby all the way up to birth. And even if a baby survives an abortion, he did not have baby medical care. He voted for that. He voted for it. Well, Herschel, just like you weren't afraid to take on linebackers and safeties and defensive backs in your football days, just run right over them. Most impressive running back maybe in the history of football. Um, you take on the issues that the Democrats seem to hold up for their advantage, and you tear it down. You have done a terrific job in just explaining that life is so critical to everything else that exists, that the Lord says, thou shalt not kill, and yet they're killing. So they're not obeying God, let alone why should they obey the voters once they're elected. So give us a little bit of perspective of how you feel about taking on this kind of political environment that, People underestimated you on that they didn't think you'd be able to fight back, that you'd be able to counter punch and knock these people out on the arguments that they were making against you. Tell us a little bit about how you see the debate that went on. So you thinking I'm not ready to run against him? Yeah. And they thought I was going to lose that debate? Are y'all serious? <laughs> they don't know who I am, do they? They don't know who I am. I'm like, he didn't know who I was, yeah. but now he do. You know, Herschel, 
I've watched national news, ABC News, almost every night, and you have been a point that they have raised all the problems and issues that they've accused you with of of women coming out of the woodwork and claiming uh, you asked uh, them to go get an abortion. It sounds like Kavanaugh 2.0, which I think you've described it as well, that when you get um, that Allridge uh, lawyer involved, they seem to be able to get women to cry on uh, moments notice to explain something. And then ultimately um, it's all goes away and you don't hear from them and the lies are exposed sometimes too late. But I think you've taken it on directly about the lies and the um, corruption of the current center that's never exposed on national TV. So clearly your race is a threat to the national media to have a black conservative. But as Warnick uh, has was talking during his debate. There's another issue that you brought up and, again, attacked him on that the media has not highlighted, and that his insensitivity as a pastor, the people that are in his housing projects that's supported by his church, where he was evicting them for small amounts that they owed, not not just large amounts where they wouldn't pay, but they were asking for some leniency. So tell us a little bit about that exchange and how that went down with the senator uh, when you pointed out that the national media really doesn't discuss very much. And then he got upset. He got upset with this eviction. He's not just a liar. He's a hypocrite. He's a evicted someone. He said he's a Matthew 25. When you Matthew 25, it tells you can evict someone that's, that's having a tough time. And then he said, Herschel did it. I didn't even know about it. I found out about it that night, though. And now I'm going to let people know he's a hypocrite. So God got me ready because I'm not afraid to face him and tell him, you can't do that, sir. I told him up on stage, y'all saw it, don't bear false witness. Don't bear false witness, sir. You're a senator. Not only are you a senator, you're supposed to be a reverend. So Senator Warren said he didn't evict anybody, but you approached that head on, just like you've done everything else in your life. And you exposed that he was using a typical political ploy of sort of saying a half-truth, that he didn't evict them, but he sent them notices to be evicted. And how did that come across? How did you perceive that? And how do you want to describe that to people who say, okay, he's just kind of playing word games now? So you're the one evicting them. He said, oh, we didn't evict no one. He's right. He sent them the notice. The notice means you're going to get evicted. So he didn't evict him, so he told you the truth, but he's still trying to do that, like, little switch of the hand, like a magician, which he's been doing since he got into office. Been fooling you like he cared about you, didn't he? He's been telling you, I'm going to go to Washington, I'm going to represent you. But what did he do? He went to Washington and represented Joe Biden. And now he don't want to admit 96% of the time he's been with Joe Biden while we're here starving. Well, I know in that debate that Senator Warnock tried to sort of take the mantle of Martin Luther King and John Lewis and others that say basically that he's black and you're not really black. You're just a puppet of the white establishment, the white MAGA Republicans, if you will, because you were supported by Donald Trump. And you took that issue head on that he's talking about racism in this country and trying to continue to divide us. How do you take that head on and how do you describe that he is using that kind of rhetoric 
to further divide us rather than to enhance all of our lives. Well, we're here fighting among each other because he talked about this racism splitting us up. But in his Bible and in my Bible, I'm nobody sure about his now. I'm not sure about his because in my Bible, God don't know the color of your skin. He knows your heart. He knows your heart. And he talks about the color of your skin. And people ask me why I'm running, I'm running because I said, it is time for a warrior to step in. Yeah. And God prepared me as that warrior. I'm not no politician. I never wanted to be a politician, but I said, I will not stand no more. Because I love my Heavenly Father. And my Heavenly Father has given so much to me, and now I got to give back. And the way I give back is to get him out of office. So the way you guys can give back is vote me in so I can get him out. Well, Herschel, you have a strong faith. You've sort of thrown that throughout this discussion and your speeches uh, to the public out there during your debate as well. Uh, tell us a little bit more about how God has affected your life and how he has changed the direction of your life over time. This is how good my God is. You know, uh, I didn't really want to go to college. I didn't want to go to college. I wanted to be in the military. I thought I was cut out to be a Marine. I wanted to be in the Marine, but I couldn't tell my mom and dad, you know, mom, dad, I'm not going to the college. I'm going to the military. And my mom came to me and said, Bo, because my nickname is Bo. Y'all probably thought Bo Jackson, but Bo Jackson never beat Herschel Walker in anything. That's what they're talking about. My mom came to me, and my mom said, Bo, uh, don't you think it's time for you to decide where you want to go? And before I can say anything, she said, but let me tell you this. If your mind and your heart is pure to the Lord Jesus, no matter what decision you make, God will make it right for you. Guys, I flipped the coin. I flipped the coin, and that's how I ended up at the University of Georgia. So you flipped that coin... And you believe that God had that come up in the way that sent you to the University of Georgia for a purpose. Tell us about that purpose. It's what I sometimes call a God winks moment. He sends you a certain way, and you don't know how or why you're going there. But ultimately, um, it's disclosed to you through the actions of yourself or others around you. Tell us about what that choice of going to university ultimately led to. But this is what is so great about my Heavenly Father. After I got out of that hospital, for 15 years, almost every three weeks, I was at a base somewhere in the United States of America. Yeah. So what I was doing at that base is trying to remove the stigma of mental health. Herschel, I applaud you for that. The stigma of mental health is such a critical issue. Personally, I worked about 20 years in getting mental health legislation passed to remove stigma and be sure that insurance policies paid the same for mental health and for physical health. But let me change topics now. I want you to explain your position on the military and how you view the United States uh, fighting forces. Because I'm going to tell you, the reason we're the greatest country in the world is because we got the greatest military in the world. We got the greatest military in the world that we have to protect our military because I'm going to tell you this. I don't know if y'all know this, but Joe Biden and Raphael went out trying to bring pronouns into our military. Pronouns. I'm like, a grenade don't know nothing about no pronouns. Bullets don't have no colors on it. You know, they're getting prepared for war, and we're talking about how you identify. I'm saying, we can't worry about that. We're going to get our men and women killed. You know, we got to get behind our military. Because I heard from all these great politicians standing in front of you and said, there's peace through strength. But let me tell you this, if we don't protect our military, we're going to have no strength. I can promise you we'll have no peace. So 
There you have it, audience, his perspective on a number of issues, including this last one that's so critical to most of us who have served in the military that he wants to move away from this wokeness that's creeping into society and in particular into our military and destroying our our uh, readiness, uh, demoralizing our troops. People aren't wanting to join up anymore. We have an all-volunteer service, and if we don't have people joining up, they may have to ultimately go back to a draft or do something uh, more significant. Well, let's take a quick break. I want to come back and want to continue this profiling of Senate candidate Herschel Walker for the state of Georgia. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to this third segment of America's Web Radio. And today we are continuing our discussion, a fascinating discussion, with Senate candidate Herschel Walker. He clearly is strong in his faith. He believes in himself. He characterizes himself as a warrior against what's going on in this United States that makes no sense to most of us, things that are happening in our society, things that are happening to our economics, closing down our oil pipeline, uh, becoming woke, uh, the impact on our children in schools, the handling of the pandemic, uh, the open borders, all those things he's been addressing. And I want to continue to highlight who he is so that those of you out there who may go to the polls uh, in just a week or so, We'll know who this man is. Does he speak the most elegantly? No. Does he speak like a politician? No. Does he use uh, the different um, verbs and adverbs in his presentation like a uh, Princeton or Harvard uh, educated um, graduate? No. But does he speak from his heart about his belief in the state of Georgia and his interest in representing the people for what he knows that they would want for the betterment of Georgia and the betterment of their lives. He knows that the times we're in are kitchen table times of economics and the price of gas, the price of groceries. I just went to the grocery store the last couple of days and picked out only a relatively few items for one meal of creating some casseroles and, and having some food and snacks available. And it was over a hundred dollars. We went back the next day to get a few other items, and it was, again was over a hundred dollars. It's almost like you can't go to a grocery store without paying a hundred dollars. How in the world are people able to do that? They're cutting back on foods. You also find that the packaging for food is smaller than it used to be. Instead of a, a pound of bacon 
uh, the same price that people might look at. If they look closer, they'll find it's only three quarters of a pound. That boxes are being downsized, cereals being downsized as the prices are increased. We've got to do something different as country, and Herschel knows that. He comes from a poor background. He comes from an area that had to pinch pennies in order to get through. He had to rely on his mother trying to give him some guidance when he was a youth to be able to both feed and house and close him. And he went to the University of Georgia under a scholarship. He couldn't have otherwise been able to go. He used his then current talents to create a platform to, to strengthen him, to put his armor of God on to be able to uh, fend off the attacks that he's getting now. He really believes that the Lord has prepared him for this role, for this challenge that he has taken on to become senator in the state of Georgia. So I want to go back to him, and I want him to talk about some of the issues that he's having to face and the things that he knows needs to be corrected in this country. So, Herschel, uh, the platform is yours. They tell us that all these issues that you've been addressing that I listed out just a second ago, that that's the new normal. Just accept it, that your life isn't going to be what it used to be. You're going to have to do away with less. You're going to have to do away with lower income. You're going to have to do away with fewer foods. You're going to have to make choices between medicine and food, all those things. You have to make choices with what you want to do for your children versus yourself. Is this really the new normal? This is not the new normal. We can do better. And the reason we're not doing better right now is the people in Washington that put us here. And they're trying to tell you, oh, no, it's okay. No, it's not. Well, Herschel, one of the biggest issues is our energy policy and the current shortage of gasoline to get the goods to the stores to fill up our own gas tanks. The administration is trying to say it's um, it's Putin's fault, blaming it all on somebody else as opposed to themselves. What's, what's your take on our energy policy or lack thereof these days? It's not okay, and it's their fault. It's not Putin's fault. It's their fault. Because the first thing he did when he got into office, y'all saw it. He got rid of our energy. He wanted to get rid of our energy. And then, I'm going to tell you what, we're walking on some of the most fertile stuff underneath our feet, but he don't want to touch it. He want to go to our enemies. He don't know the definition of enemy, does it? An enemy don't like you. Let me tell you that an enemy don't like you. He don't even know the definition of a terrorist. He's just talking to Iran. And Iran is terrorist. They chant death to America, death to Israel, one of your closer allies. And he don't even know terrorists mean they don't like you either. Well, again, Herschel, give me your very pithy homespun view of things like the woke um, culture out there and the definition of a woman, uh, the pronouns that are used, and what in the world do you see in terms of things like uh, other uh, policies that we're, uh, we're pursuing? And he need to learn what's the definition of a woman. He ain't even learned that yet. <laughs> what's the definition of a woman is written in the Bible. Yeah. And a man can't get pregnant. I want to get that out of your head right now. A man can't get pregnant. We don't need to talk about stuff like that. You know, many people would just say that you're making everything too simple. You boiled it down to the essence. I think it's bringing common sense back uh, to the worldview of these uh, fast-talking um, so-called elites in Washington that don't know what in the world regular people are having to deal with. Speaking of which, what is your attitude towards crime and what's going on in this country? What we need to be talking about, what we need to be talking about is the crime on the streets. 
In Atlanta, Georgia, the crime on the street, homicide is up over 47%. Rape is up over 200%. Right now, you can rent a security guard to go through the mall. What kind of country we living in? We living in a country of Raphael went out and Joe Biden. But it's time for it to change. It's a change in November. When you go to the polls, you go with 10 of your friends. And if you don't have no friends, make some friends and take them with you. So that's what you got to do right now. It is time for us to stand up. Let's move on to another key topic that's going around the country during this election period, and that's our kids. Our schools were shut down far too long, it seems, in most states uh, because of COVID. The teachers union didn't want to go back to school until everybody was vaccinated, everybody was wearing a mask, and they increased their pension plans and their salaries. So it really wasn't about the kids during most of that, and we know that now that our kids have been dramatically hurt by not being able to go to school. They didn't learn on the Internet with Zoom. That's not a good way. The only thing that did, the only good that that did was it let parents sort of see the craziness that's going on in school. So give us your homespun perspective on what's going on with our children and our schooling and the downfall of our kids and their own learning and education as we move into these critical years of advancing uh, needing to advance globally in areas like science and technology and computerization and all those sorts of things. So what's your thoughts about our kids' education and the impact of what the Biden administration has been doing to us? And then they're talking about our kids. I'm tell you the reason they're going to your kids right now. I don't know if you've seen it, but our kids are behind. Yeah. They're behind because of Senator Warnock and Joe Biden. You're right. That they decided not to let our kids go to school. They had the money. They had the resources to get our kids back in school, but they held them out. Now our kids are behind. They're behind because they want to teach critical race theory. They want to teach gender ideology. And they also, I'm like, put a security guard in our schoolhouse. Put somebody with a gun, a police officer in our schoolhouse. Don't teach them that put men and women sport. Protect our kids. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you right now, in our school, they're going after your kids, as I say. Because they want those young minds. You've seen them, what they're doing to them. You've seen them, what they're bringing in all those people to teach your kids critical race theory. They feel bad because of the color of their skin. I'm telling you, they're victorious. All our kids are victory. And they can get it if we give them the hope, give them the belief that they can do it. But they're not doing it in Washington. They're not doing it in Washington. They want to tell us, oh, we can't do it. Well, Mr. Walker... Small businesses are hurting as well as our children and our pocketbooks and the border issues that are affecting crime, uh, the defund the police. We're hurting in a lot of different ways. But let me ask you, just give one example, for example, on businesses in Georgia. Um, how do we help them? Is there one thing in particular you have in mind that could help small businesses that are otherwise, in many cases, going out of business because they haven't survived the pandemic time, and now they've got more regulations on them. What would be one suggestion you you could tell folks out there? And the way you can do it is get rid of those eighty-seven thousand RS agents that's going to go out. Yeah. Well, Walker, um, many people say you don't know what you're talking about. You're too simple in your solutions. You really don't have uh, good ideas. You can't articulate them. What do you say to those folks who saw you on the debate stage? Next to um, Raphael Warnick. But yeah, they told me I didn't know what I was talking about. 
But I do know what I'm talking about because let me tell you, y'all saw it on the debate. Y'all saw him on the debate. He didn't even know how to talk anymore. Right. And he was that smooth talker, that slick walker, wasn't he? Yeah. Dressing real nice. But yeah, he was telling you lies. Right. Because they asked him a question. He did Scooby-Doo. Oh, no. And I'm like, you can't talk like that. It's time for you to speak. Let the people know who you are. Let them know who you are. Marshall, with all the athletic success you had, all the money that you've been able to make both in sports and sponsorships and in your own businesses. Why are you even stepping forward now and trying to run for the Senate of the United States when you've never held a political office before? Hey, I didn't come here just to be a politician. I came because I'm sick and tired. This is the greatest country in the world. But what we've done right now, what we've done right now is put us down. Right. We said that America is not that good. No, America is great. Yeah, America is great. Oh, there's someone else better. There's no one better than the United States of America. Amen. There's no one better than the United States of America. I know because the Lord has taken me around the world. And that's the reason that he prepared me for the time like this right here. Because I've seen it. And I've seen it. So now i got to get rid of it. And tell them we got to get Raphael Warner out of office. And we need to get him out right now. Okay, Herschel, you've made the case that you're very patriotic. You've got a strong Christian belief. And that is some of the underlying basis of all your opinions and the principles which you live by, and which you will help to govern this nation and represent the state of Georgia. But you talk about Raphael Warnick and being a Marxist. What leads you to believe that he's a Marxist and he's that dangerous to this country and dangerous to the state of Georgia? Because we have to go six more years with a Marxist. Y'all ask me why I call him a Marxist? Because he want to abolish the police. He want to abolish the court system. And they even asked him in the debate, if y'all have listened so well, they asked him if they add another someone to the Supreme Court. He wouldn't do the answer. Y'all notice that, didn't you? He wouldn't answer it. And he's supposed to be a leader. A leader take control. Come up with solutions, not excuses. And that's why he's coming up with excuses. He's making excuses every time you turn around. Look what I've done. Take myself on the bike. Well, we need to be patting him on the bike to get him out of the office. That's what we need to be doing. It's time for you to go. Don't push him out. We got a weapon in out. And I went to shake his hand at the end. He couldn't wait to leave. And I said, I can understand that because this country boy has made you look bad. Well, Herschel, I think you could really bring some good old, you might say, country boy logic, country boy common sense to our federal government and articulate it in a way that people can understand. Yeah, the elite, um, you know, um, journalists probably will dismiss you in many ways as they have during this campaign, but the people will hear you and resonate with the kind of messaging that you have. So I want to come back after a quick commercial break. And I want to delve into foreign policy a little bit more and your thoughts on foreign policy. We'll be right back after this commercial. Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash America's Web Radio. If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. 
The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the final segment of America's Web Radio. And today we have been giving enormous detail and commentary on the traditional stump speech of Herschel Walker. He's running for Senate in the state of Georgia. He is a self-admitted and uh, defined country boy. So his speech patterns and his uh, grammar uh, may not meet the standards of uh, Harvard elite or Washington elite, but boy, he's got common sense. He's got a way of presenting himself and describing what most of us in our own thinking, when we say the world is going in the wrong direction, the country is off kilter, we need to get back to what makes sense. And he's speaking as a black man. He's speaking for the issues that relate to all Americans, but in particular, I know he feels that he has to find a way to help the downtrodden, the lower socioeconomic group to come up. And he believes in capitalism to do that. He knows that historically that's what happened to him coming from a very poor background. So I wanted to give this uh, station an opportunity to present more about Herschel Walker. And if you haven't heard his stump speech it's well worth going to YouTube and finding that presentation, listening to it over and over again, the common sense that this man brings. So don't tell me that he's uneducated. Don't tell me he doesn't know what he's talking about. This is a very smart man with a lot of common sense and a lot of experience in life, knowing what is right and what is wrong. He is a strong Christian, so he has a basis, a moral basis for his decision-making. He is a businessman who understands the idea of capitalism and small businesses. Uh, he is a world-class athlete that knows the struggle and the dedication it takes to achieve that high level of, of excellence, and we can do that as a country. So what I'd like to do in this last segment is get into some areas that people say, well, he doesn't know anything about foreign policy. Well, it doesn't take a genius to figure out where we've gone wrong and what needs to get changed. So let me ask Herschel, when you get elected, you're going to be a leader. The media is going to come to you, and they're going to ask you questions. How would you respond on the issues of foreign policy and what we need to change in this country to become recognized once again as the leader of the world? And I'm telling you right now, it's not just Herschel Walker. we got to get all the Republican leaders that believe in the Constitution that believe in America, that believes in the freedoms and liberties we have right now. Yeah. Because there's so many people have died for this. Yeah. Right. They've sacrificed for this. Yes, sir. And you've seen what happened in Afghanistan. Right. When they left, 13 service members was killed. Has anyone spoke about that? Has anyone talked about that? They've seen on this international front that we're weak. You don't think all the world leaders are looking at us thinking we're weak? And I'm telling you, we're not weak. We're not weak. We just put the wrong person in the game. 
So it's time to change who's in the game right now. But it's up to us. It's up to us. We can't let them take us in that elevator. Don't let them get us in that elevator taking us down to fool us. Like this is a new normal. Well, Marshall, we certainly are perceived around the world as being weak and it was emphasized with our withdrawal from Afghanistan, total incompetence, and then the administration trying to make what was a terrible situation um, okay, that that was just expected and that we couldn't do anything different, and that that was just built into the cards. Well, we all know that they lied to our face as the general public. So let's change gears a little bit and let's talk about uh, some domestic policies and the so-called green agenda and the way this country is moving towards things that don't seem to make any sense around energy and the green uh, new deal. Y'all heard about the green agenda. <laughs> the green agenda? Hey, the worst thing you want to worry about is solar panel in your house. You want to worry about eating. Is that not? I don't want to worry about paying for gas. Solar panel, electric car. What can I do with an electric car? I don't even have, can you get no electric car? I can barely afford a gas car I got. They talk about electric car. And then they're going to give you, they say they're going to give you a rebate. When they're going to give you a rebate, they're going to help you out. But that's like that magician trick because they're taking money out because they're raising your taxes. So they're not giving you anything. They're giving you debt. They're giving you debt. That's what they're doing. That's what I want to tell you. Don't listen to them and let them take you down in the elevator because what they're doing is trying to trick you like a magician. He gets you looking at this hand, but he's taking your money out of this hand because all he's doing is raising your taxes, spending money you don't have. Isn't it okay to spend somebody else's money? I love to get your credit card to buy stuff on your credit card. Well, Herschel, talk about bait and switch. Let's, let's look at the issue of the student loan. How do you view the payoff of student loans for people out there who have this college debt that seems to be hanging over them. What what do you say to people who didn't go to college and uh, are sort of asking to pay off the student debt of people who went to college? But then all of a sudden, I heard Raphael when I said again, this is him. He's saying this. I didn't say it. He said it. He said he looked forward to getting y'all more in debt by making you pay for student loans. I'm like, student loan? I didn't co-sign for nobody loan. Did y'all co-sign for anybody loan? Well, I didn't co-sign for nobody loan, but this is what's so bad about that. It's $400 billion off somebody else's loan. And he said he looked forward to going to the president and tell him about it. But all he was trying to do is trick them to get a vote. Because right now, he's hurting. You know, Herschel, it seems as though the entire Democratic Party for years has tried to separate us, men against women, uh, poor against rich, business against workers, um, straight against gay, you name it, they've tried to separate us. And this will just separate us more about college loans and debts. What is your thinking about bringing us together? How can you help bring us together? He's heard after that debate, people saw that he was at Wolf and she's closing that I've been talking about. That all he's gonna do is try to separate us to get a vote. But I'm telling you, I want to bring us together because we are American. Because let me tell you, it don't matter what color you are. Amen. What matter is the content of your character. He's in that church. Yeah. He's in that church of a man. I would ask him, Senator, Senator, what would Dr. King think of you? What would Dr. King think of Senator Warnock today? Probably want him out of that church, but I want him out too. Because what he's doing right now is not right. 
Well, Herschel, as we wind down this segment on America's Web Radio, uh, your campaign is also winding down as we near the election. I know you're going to run full force through every opposition that you see right up until the last votes are counted. But I understand that President Obama is on his way, and he's sort of the big gun of the Democratic Party. What do you have to say with Obama uh, coming to help uh, Raphael Warnock? What's so funny? I heard the former president is coming. I heard the former president is coming. Hey, President Obama is coming. You're going to help him. Because Senator Warnock needs help right now. And you remember the former president said, you remember he said this, it just takes somebody like Joe Biden to F it up. <laughs> Did he not say that? But yet, Senator Warnock voted with him 96% of the time, so he effing it up too. So, Marshall, let's summarize a few items here as we get down to the last few minutes. Why are you running for the United States Senate? What motivates you to want to run for one of the highest positions in this government? So it is time for us to get people that care about this country. It's time for us to get people that's going to do the right thing. People ask me why I'm running, and they say, I'm running because... I'm the man for the job, yeah. and I know how to vote with the people of Georgia. Yeah. I know how to care about the women because Senator Warnock promised when he went to Washington, he was going to speak for the women, but he put me in the women's sports. Senator Warnock promised when he went to Washington, he was going to speak for Georgia, yeah. but he raised our taxes and spent our money. Senator Warnock promised when he went to Washington, he was going to take care of all the men and women in blue. But he called them names like thugs and bullets. Senator one I mentioned, they were going to take care because I said, um, Georgia is a state that respects life. He should have been a senator that protects life. But he went to Washington to talk about things that had nothing to do with Georgia. And I mentioned it, Senator. I said, you're voting like you're from New York. Well, he didn't tell you all this. Herschel, you talk about keeping the interest of Georgians uh, front and center in your mind as a senator. Uh, should you win this election. Can you give some examples of how Senator Warnick did not do that, other than some of the voting you just went through? Is there anything specific, a project that he was involved in, that showed that he really didn't have the best interest of Georgians in mind? Do y'all know that was a opportunity where the senator could have got a $1.8 billion deal for Marietta, Georgia? Y'all know what he did? He bowed down to Chuck Schumer and gave it to him. He could have got it for Georgia. So y'all think he's going to do something for us? No, he's not. He's going to do it for Joe Biden. That's what he's going to do. That's what he's been doing since he got to Washington. So you need someone in Washington that's going to protect you on a federal level. And I can tell you right now, Senator Warnock is not going to do it. Because all he's doing is seeing you want to answer to someone else. So y'all ask me why I'm running. I'm running because we got to lower our taxes. We're spending money we don't have. Got to protect that border. Yes. We got to protect that border because right now, and you know, Marjorie spoke about it, fentanyl is coming into this country. They're dressing fentanyl to look like candy. There's a new war in town. There's a new war in town. China not our friends, but we're not holding China accountable for anything. Joe Biden won't hold them accountable, and Senator Warnock won't hold Joe Biden accountable. It is time. Us get leaders. Right, and I want to just tell you this. 
I'm a country boy, but I'm one of the bad man country boys. Well, Herschel, you certainly have inspired me to hope even more that you are victorious in this upcoming election. Why don't you just wrap us up now, maybe a story about your patriotism and why you feel so strongly as you look back in history and what it took to have leaders actually step forward in this country to make a difference. Um, I understand you've got a good wrap-up story that you've been using on the campaign trail. Help our audience uh, understand you by hearing that story again. And I want to end with this because I saw this flag. Let me tell you, I saw this flag and I think about our national anthem. I think about Francis Scott Key. I don't know y'all know the story of Francis Scott Key that went over to swap prisoners with the British ships. He went over to swap prisoners with the British ships, and when he got over there, the British captain told him, uh, Mr. Key, we're not going to swap prisoners with you right now. But what we want you to do is to lower your flag. We want you to lower your flag, and Mr. Key says, sir, I'm not sure if I can do that. And then the British captain said, if you don't do that, we would take that flag down. You see how many boats or ships we got out on this ocean? We got enough weapons out here. We're going to take that flag down. And Mr. Key said, you got to do what you got to do. And if you hear the national anthem, when you're hearing about the red glare in the air, that's what they're talking about. The British ship firing at our American flag. But all of a sudden you hear at the end, where it said when daylight came and everything cleared, that flag was still there. Well, you know why that flag stayed there? Because every time that flag got ready to hit the ground, a dead patriot laid against it to keep it up. It's time for us to get patriots. It's time for us to get patriots because I tell people this. I will die on my feet than to live on my knees. God bless you guys. Thank you, God. Well, thank you, Herschel Walker, and I hope that you're successful next week. We'll look back on this a week from now when we do our podcast and see how successful you were. But I hope people in the audience appreciated this um, profile and listening directly to Herschel Walker rather than the distortions that you may have heard in other mediums and the press and the papers and um, the commercials that you see going around. This is the real Herschel Walker, a country boy Wanting to go to Washington with common sense. See you next week. Thank you for listening. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.